all have a story to talk about and what we've gone through in our lives. And we're all going through something. And it's just all about how we react to those situations and moving forward. Welcome to Elevate, the podcast that inspires you to reach new heights. Each episode brings you motivating conversations and transformative insights that empower you to level up. Whether you're seeking guidance or a burst of inspiration, you're in the right place. Let's elevate your life. Let's elevate your future. Starting now. Welcome back, everybody, and thank you for joining us on the Elevate Podcast. We appreciate all the listeners out there. Uh, just wanted to make sure that uh, you don't forget to subscribe, like, and share. If you hear this message or if you've heard any other messages before from the Elevate Podcast, don't hesitate to share it with a friend. Um, that's how that's how we're going to grow. That's how we're going to elevate this world. And that's how we're going to elevate each other is just sharing uh, platforms that, that bring positive messages over and whatnot. So once again, the Elevate podcast is about those who have either one, elevated themselves to a level that, of success or in the middle of their elevation, or they've gone through that 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 rock bottom or that situation that that gave them a setback or gave them some difficulties they've elevated themselves through that and now they're helping other people to elevate today's guest Mr. Tariq Williams is uh, is a very, very special guest when it comes to this uh, because he has a, an amazing story that he will talk about here in a couple of seconds and uh, he'll share with you how he had to overcome some adversity to be able to get to the point he's at now. We're going to talk all about that. So with that being said, let me go ahead and introduce Tariq Williams, uh, who is uh, who's right here on the screen with us. Hi, Tariq. Welcome. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me today, Kyle. I'm really excited to be on the, the show today and um, get into it and talk a little bit about my story and all the things that I'm doing. But before I get into that, I just want to say this to all your listeners and everyone. We all have a story, right? And we right. all have a story to talk about and what we've gone through in our lives. And we're all going through something. And it's just all about how we react to those situations and moving forward. Absolutely. Real quick, for those of you watching us on YouTube, this is not a smudge or chocolate. I had a, a little bit of a, a facial th blemish that they, they cryo burnt off of my face just two oh. days ago. So it's uh, it's not a mole. <laughs> yeah, moly, moly, moly. Uh, <laughs> it was a, a sunspot that he's like, yeah, I think we're going to treat that. So um, didn't take any type of biopsies from it or anything. He just froze it. And I have about a two and a half, three week uh, healing period. I've had them done before, but just wanted to make sure that that uh, that's out there in the world that that that's what that is and it's not like chocolate that dripped on me that I can't see. Full that, disclosure. I was, on a, I was on a yeah exactly. I was on a Zoom call yesterday and they're like, hey, you got something on your face? I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's my face. <laughs> right, exactly. So, Tariq, go ahead and tell us. You know, start from the beginning. Tell us, yeah. um, tell us about you know when you you and I had our very first introductory call. Yeah. You know, of course, we talked about what you're doing now up front, and then I wanted to dive deep into the backstory because I think that's where that's where I think people are going to resonate with with what you've gone through. Um, what you've gone through is is such a small percentage of what people in the world would go through. But it's they can if I ask if I can just ask our listeners to understand any type of adversity that they face is is not much different than what he did. It's just you just have to focus on what you did or what you would need to do to get through it. And you could probably use some stuff that he did to get through this and and the and the avenues that he took. So Go ahead and share your your beginning of your story, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, absolutely. So, gosh, you know, once again, Kyle, like you said, everybody's going through something. Everyone has their own adversity, and some are more unique than others. And so in high school, uh, when I was 16, um, you know, everybody's just trying to be cool in high school, right? You know, we're all just trying <laughs> to fit in, whatever that means. Um, <laughs> I was uncool in high school, but I have a hard time believing that, Kyle. I, you seem I have, pretty uh, cool No, when I me. hit college, yeah, when I hit college, I, I hit my, uh, I became my extrovert in college, so. <laughs> you, know, you know, just to touch on that real quickly, I, this is one of the things that I stuck to as I was going through what I was going through, which I'll say in a second. Um, I feel like we spend high school so hard to fit in and be yeah. whatever that means. And then we get to yeah. college and everybody's trying to be different. Right. Um, <laughs> but that's besides the point. Nevertheless, um, so when I was 16, um, 
I, I, I mean, I was always really big into sports and playing basketball and I got elbowed in my eye before a, um, a basketball mm-hmm. practice or during a basketball practice and had to get stitches and all that. And then we mm-hmm. realized about a, a couple months later or so that I had no central vision in my right eye, but I didn't notice because my left eye was compensating. And at the time, we didn't know, um, we, we chalked it up to being hit in my eye. But then six months later, my left eye started deteriorating. So then we were like, oh, there's something else going on here. Um, and so after about six to seven months, we realized that I was losing vision in both of my eyes. And going back and forth with different doctors recognized that I was, I, I had become blind, had no central vision um, mm. due to a genetic disorder that we had no idea that I had. Um, so it wasn't from the elbow that started it. It was something, art. it was just the cattle. That was just coincidence. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. There have been some studies that say possible trauma could possibly help trigger it, but um Nothing, nothing that's truly been confirmed, but um, <clears throat> no, it w- had really nothing to do with being hit in my eye. It was all because I had this genetic disorder that we had no idea mm-hmm. that I had. And what is the name of that disorder? Uh, just so if, uh, if, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it's called Lieber's Hereditary Optical Neuropathy. Um, so there's two different types of Lieber's, but that's the one that I have and that affects your central vision. So that's the cause mm-hmm. of my blindness. Gotcha. And is there any type of surgeries or anything that they can do for it? I know that I interviewed a, a um, an individual who became blind later on in life, even like in his like late twenties. Okay. And he said there's a surgery for his, but yeah. it was like you know eight hundred thousand dollars, and insurance doesn't cover it. You know, yeah. so you know, gosh, there's so many different types of blindness. Um, mm. And so for, for what I have, the short answer is no, that nothing gotcha. like that exists, but it's, so it's a genetic disorder, right? And gotcha. so for those science people out there, I'll get a little bit into it. So when you have like uh, DNA, please do. <laughs> so, so, okay. Fun fact. Here we go. Science class. Um, nice. <laughs> I don't mind that. I'm medical. So I like All this right. stuff. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Which <laughs> is funny because I was in biology class as I was being diagnosed with my blindness. So I'm like, oh. So this is what's happening. Interesting. Yeah, um, right. Neat. So everybody has their own DNA, right? But everyone also has their own mitochondria DNA. Okay. And yep. so in my mitochondria DNA, there's still DNA base pairing. And basically at my 11,771 mitochondria DNA base pair, I no longer make, I believe it's guanine. And it shows okay. up in my vision. And so it's it's interesting because... That's very interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. some... And then the medical brain of people are like, well, can we get... Can we give you guanine? Is there a way to inject guanine? And then, sure. oh, look, now we've got it. But, you know, wh- who knows? So exactly. that's not something that can be done right so exactly exactly and you know like i said I, I, okay. I don't i don't even really talk about the science part of it too much at the end of the day this is um where i'm at in my life and i right. I, di- I didn't accept it at first and we'll get into that but ultimately this is where i'm at and you know i had to find a way to work through it right and you know and i've said this before on on our podcast uh and i believe that people have heard me say this that you know that life struggles are really life's and life's challenges are really life's um uh, successes. So it's just how you deal with it. You know, it could be as small as, okay, you know, the, you know, almost getting divorced was a struggle for me for two years. Well, we write, my wife and I righted the ship and we came out a much better on the backside. It was hell for two years, right? Yeah. For both of us, you know, I mean, especially me because I wasn't the one that wanted it, but, you know, mm-hmm. so it was one of those things where, you know, it was, I can only imagine if she got to the point where she was like, Hey, I'm leaving you. I, she was going through her own hell, you know, and, right. and we worked through it. And that struggle is now our success as a, as a, 
as a married couple. And, and so with you and kind of back up a little bit about when, when you had your struggles, when you first learned, if you can, that you were going blind or that you became blind, like, can you share with the audience, um, what are some of the struggles you as a 16 year old man, you know, growing young man, you know, that's also when right about when we get our testosterone and we start noticing girls and now, you know, you know, so, and girls start noticing us. And, and it's one of those things where, can you talk a little bit about what the struggles that you faced and, you know, some, some like, like maybe like a low point, like, did you have like a, a severe low point that you made your final decision to make, Hey, I am going to change this. You know, maybe that's a part B question, but. Absolutely. So the first thing that I'll say to this is my identity. I, I felt like I had lost it. Mm. Um, I felt like I had lost my identity. I didn't know who I was anymore. Um, mm-hmm. And so looking back at that now, when you have, and, and I'll get back to your question in a moment, but looking at that thought process now, it's like, wow, like when I introduced myself to someone, like when I could see, I never said, hey, I'm Tariq and I can see. Nobody, like, nobody's ever done that, right? And nobody does that. Yeah. <laughs> nobody does that. <laughs> hi, hi, my name's Kyle and I can hear and see you. Yeah, right. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Nobody does that. But... But so it's interesting because I felt like I lost my identity. I thought the fact that I could see defined who I was. Um, and you start thinking that because no one else around me was blind. I didn't know any other blind people. I had never been around another blind person before. Mm. The first blind person I ever met was Tariq. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> allow myself to introduce myself. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So, so I would say that was the biggest thing. So I, it's hard to think of a specific moment because I felt like my identity was lost. Um, gotcha. You know, I played basketball. I played different sports. I did a lot of different things at the time when I was losing my, using my eyesight. And I I thought that I could no longer do those things. I didn't know any other blind people. So I was just trying to figure out what those different things looked like. So um, every all my friends and stuff like that are getting their driver's licenses and everything like that. That's the mm. cool thing to do when you're 16, right? And 100%. Start, <laughs> and start driving. And right. I, I definitely Ugh. went through a time where... I wasn't able to drive or get around places or do other things where people were hanging out because I had no way to get there. And that was a, um, a difficult, um, those are some of the difficulties because once again, you're trying to fit in, you want to be cool and go different places. Oh, you don't drive. Why don't you drive? Oh, well I can't see. Cause I can't even see you. No, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. Gotcha. Um, so with that being said, when you, so how long, you know, I'm sure there had to be some depression and some, you know, some, uh, uh, some times that you felt, you know, Oh, why me, God, that kind of thing. So, um, you know, what happened, when was, when was it that you started to see no pun intended that you were going to make a difference for yourself in this situation? Like how many years was it? How many months was it? Was there a person that, that helped you get there that um that you met that finally was non-sighted and was able to help you through that path share share some a little bit about that time yeah absolutely i i think it's hard for me to be succinct with that question because i I could go down the list of people and to be clear it wasn't necessarily only about the people um who were blind blind and side of people helped me through this and the fact that I talk about my friends and family, right? Um, They went out of their way to make sure they didn't treat me any differently, you know? Um, And so when I thought I was losing my identity, they still treated me the same. So I was like, oh, well, maybe I'm still that person, right? You know, (laughs) maybe that's still me. Um, And so as I'm going along my journey and meeting other people and going through those why me phases, I definitely had that because once again, didn't know any other blind people, didn't know what that looked like. And so I would say that some of those hard moments was when I thought that basketball was taken away from me. 
or when I thought that once again, college might've been taken away from me. Um, and so I had a couple different things I'm thinking about when it comes to high school and college. It's been an ongoing process, Kyle. So I can't tell you that there's one specific moment where I was like, I'm okay. going to do this. It's been almost gotcha. a learn as you go on my on your okay. way, right? An OJT, <laughs> you know, <laughs> on the job training, on, on the, the OLT, on the <laughs> life training, right? On the life training, because um, so that's our T-shirt for this episode, OLT. <laughs> You know, I, I did a podcast episode on, on my show. Um, it's actually coming out um, here soon, actually. But, you know, her name is Alex Porterfield. She's an online business manager. And I, I don't want to steal. I, I got to steal her quote. She always she says that life. Oh, cool. She says that life will always be lifing. And yes. I was like, yeah, it will be. So true. Yes, it will be. That's so true. <laughs> um, I love that. Mm-hmm. That is that that like sent chills through me. Yeah, life will always be lifing because we all know that life is a part of ups and downs. And you know, just like I said before, you know, one of the things that I I I employ and and and, and I put into my life and and anybody that I can talk to is embrace the struggle. Uh, that's not my words. That's somebody else that I I think I read it in a book. Maybe even Brendan. Yeah. Bruchard or something, embrace the struggle, you know, where, and so when you are embracing your struggle going through this, as you're, as you're growing and getting out of high school and into college, I'm sure everything fell into place. Like college was your college program to get into college. If that's what you did, you did all the normal stuff. You went and looked to see different colleges that had maybe, you know, um, any type of, uh, seeing impaired, you know, specialties or what have you. I know that when I was looking into colleges, Ohio state and, and Wright State were the two major colleges back then in the early 90s that dealt with my learning disability because I had a learning disability. So Mm. it was it was one of those things where I only looked into the colleges that were going to benefit me the most. Right. Right. So talk a little bit about that time. Like you're like like one because 16, you're looking at that's your sophomore year. So now you got two years of high school in the beginning of college. I'm not sure how old you are now. You look like a very young man compared (laughs) to me with like age spots that I'm burning off. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, I, I want to let you know, Kyle, I think you're beautiful inside and out. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so a couple things to that. So we before I actually got my diagnosis, we had to, um, my mom and stuff would drive me from where we lived in Pennsylvania, about a couple hours from Philadelphia, to Philadelphia, mm-hmm. back and forth to get different. Born and raised, right? No. Uh, they, <laughs> yeah, on the playgrounds where I spent most of my days. Um, but, <laughs> but, um, but we had to drive two hours to get to Philadelphia for a lot of different appointments to meet my neuro-ophthalmologist. And I remember it was a little bit before that school year, and we were driving past my high school um, because we were almost back after our, our ride. And I just remember thinking, I just, I can't let this take over my life. Nice. I can't let this take over my life. I said, I don't know what this looks like yet, but this cannot take over my life. Mm. Now, so make sure everybody hears what he's, I just want to resonate on what you just said. There was a moment that you said, enough's enough. I'm not going to let this take over my life. I'm going to make the best of this. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to, I'm still a successful human. My, they didn't take away my brain. They didn't take away my ability to walk or hear or, or, you know, love somebody and that feelings that I could have as I go through life and, and, and get friends that wasn't taken away. It's just the ability to see that. So, you know, it, I just want everybody to, if whatever struggles you're going through right now, if you're trying to elevate yourself and trying to go to the next level and you feel that, that it's, you, you're just at a dead end. Just, just know to yourself, just take a, just rewind this and go back and listen to what he said again. You know, Tariq said, I am not going to let this take over my life. And that's the power of positivity over the struggle. A hundred percent. And I, I would say more importantly though, to take away is that as I went through that, cause this is about eight months into my blindness, right? I had started realizing what was happening. There were several other, quote unquote, roadblocks along the way. But you just Mm. recognize that those (laughs) things are going to happen. So when I'm in college and I'm studying for like my English exams and everything like that, because I was an English major, um, I'm like, and trying to, you know, read the book and do the audio books and everything like that. 
I'm just learn sitting, Braille. Did you learn Braille? Yes, I did. Um, but it was difficult because I'm learning as I am in college, as I'm in high school. So I'm not necessarily right. using it with my materials, right? Gotcha. So I just remember thinking, though, like in college some days, like, wow, this would be so much easier if I could just see this, right? This would be so much easier. And then I just, over time, I was like, I can't think like that. This is my mm-hmm. life, and it's okay mm-hmm. to do things differently than other people. Yeah, exactly. And it's okay to be different. I mean, you know, that, you know, that what's, where did I hear it one time that uh, embrace, embrace to be weird? You know, <laughs> like, I'm not saying that you were weird. That's not my, that's not my point, but it's okay to be different. We're, yeah. we're, we're in a society now where being different is a daily thing, you know, and, and we just, you know, we don't all have to be the same. We can, we can still be who we are and be, um, you know, have our struggles and have our, our, our successes and still be friends with people that are on polar opposites of us. Right. So just, just be the authentic version of who you are. There's only one of you. you. Right. Exactly. There's only one of you. And, and, and that's what yep. makes you great. The fact that there's only one of you. Right. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, I, I know that that's, that was a big part of what I wanted to make sure that my elevators is what we call them, <laughs> call our listeners, the elevators. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So, um, uh, so now let's just transform into, you know, what, when did you decide to make a, make a living off of mm-hmm. what you learned and putting in that into, into what you do now and go ahead and share more about your podcast. You mentioned that earlier. I want to know more about that and let our listeners know about that so they can tune in and, and hear, you know, hear your guests and, and hear, I'm sure that you get a lot of great people on that business person. Sounds amazing. Would love to listen to her. So yeah. I haven't listened to your podcast yet, but I'm, I'm definitely going to put it on my, my short list of making sure that I, I, I catch up on them, yeah. but, you know, go ahead and talk about your podcast, talk about what you do now, you know, talk about how you use what you learned through college to be where you're at now yeah. uh, because I really feel okay so you've elevated yourself a couple of times in your life right you elevated yourself through this adversity and then once you learned what you learned during that elevation period you're now putting that into one keeping yourself leveling up I'm, you're not yeah. you're not going back down you're yeah. still trying to strive to do something better so that's yeah. still elevation yeah. and then you're also you know one of the things that that we want to make sure we talk about is your is your coaching business where you're yeah. elevating others and how you yeah. do that so go ahead and share a little bit about your about your podcast and your business side of things now and what it's all about and and where people can find you and and then we'll uh we'll uh we'll get into that yeah for sure so before i get into that i want to tell you a joke all right kyle oh sure absolutely um, i you know, you know this, this is this is a shout out to the elevators out there. Here we go. Sweet, um, sweet. So you know, Kyle, it's interesting and 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 it's fantastic. It's amazing. You know, the the first time I ever rode an elevator, it it uplifted me. Um, but but <laughs> of but as it you, should. But you know, un- unfortunately, the second time I rode an elevator, it let me down. <laughs> <laughs> that is such are you a dad yet are you a dad yet? i'm not no i'm not <laughs> uh, so that that's shout out to my dad my dad's out there use that that's a great dad joke i'm i am uh i am using it tonight well i use it when my kids are uh you know my my biggest one is the tooth hurdy oh okay. it's a dentist favorite time tooth yeah, yeah. hurdy so there my kids go. now will never say they'll never like oh what time is the appointment Two thirty one. you know <laughs> <laughs> no now, c- contrary to the joke, um, and, and Kyle has mentioned this, this is all about the elevate, you know, and we, we continue to elevate here, right? So the second time we're riding this elevator here, we're, we're not, <laughs> it's, it's not letting us down. So w- right. would you say that we've ele- I've elevated myself a couple times? I would, I would respond to you by saying this. I'm elevating myself every day. Nice. Um, the, the moments where I... The, the moments where I start thinking that I am content or complacent or thinking about not growing mm. anymore is the moment I start letting myself down. Um, mm. Because the world is growing every day. Things are getting better every day. So I deserve it to myself. Listeners, you deserve it to yourself 
to think about what it means for you to grow every day. I'm elevating myself right now and just talking to you, Kyle, and thinking about like reflecting on my journey and making sure that I'm presenting it in a way that is you know, receivable, right? Right. Now, so when I think about um, how I've changed my life into turning into like getting my podcast and my coaching programs and everything like that. So let me talk about my brand. So it's called We Are Vision of Hope. Okay. The name Vision of Hope came from the newspaper article where I still tried out for my high school basketball team, even though I was becoming blind. And that was one of the things that I was like, this can't take over my life. I love playing basketball. I got to find a way to still do it. So I still tried out and I still made the team. And the coach came up to me and said, Tariq, I didn't put you on this team because I know you. You're on this team because you deserve to be here. And you're one of the better basketball players of this school. And that meant a lot to me. Okay. Yeah. Because it wasn't the handout, right? I don't feel like I got any right. handouts along this journey. All right. But it was. I put the work in to be at a level where I needed to be uh, was as good as I was. And I can see absolutely not, but it was still, I was still able to put the work in and be at a level where I could still compete. Now, when I made the team and eventually there was a newspaper article that was titled a vision of hope. So when I was creating my platform, um, I was thinking about what I wanted to call it. And I thought about it and I was like, you know, Vision of hope is cool, but it's only about me. And ultimately, growth in this world is about we. So I took it and said, we are vision of hope. Um, And I want to elevate myself. I want to empower others because there's so many individuals out there that don't feel empowered to be their authentic selves and get to a place where they're actually happy because they think that it's not out there for them, and that couldn't be farther from the truth. True. Absolutely. Um, and, and so when when I'm thinking about my growth and everything like that, I think about every day what it looks like for me to be a better version of myself. I, I, I said the word compete earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, we all talk about different habits, and different ways that we need to, oh, I got to have this perfect morning routine to be the best version of myself and X, Y, and Z. And, and, and maybe that works for you to have that perfect morning routine or anything like that. And if that works for you, I think that's great. But there's one habit for me that I think about every day, and that's to compete, but not to compete with others, but to compete with myself to be a better version of myself every day. Fantastic. Yeah. So be a better, better, be a better version of yourself tomorrow than you are today. Exactly. Exactly. That's amazing. What does that look like? Yeah. Yeah, What does that look like? You know, that, 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 that can look like so many different things, but it still moves the needle, you know? So exactly, exactly. Exactly. Now, now, now ultimately you want to make sure you're holding yourself accountable though, right? You want to make sure you're holding yourself accountable. Um, so it's, there's a balance in between giving yourself grace and holding yourself accountable. Where do those things come together? And so in my coaching programs, I call it um, the, the recognize your vision. Vision is an acronym. And so um, recognize your V I S I O N. Okay. And it's different modules of my coaching program to work on what it means for you to elevate as an individual. There you go. Like that. There Uh, you go. I do. I do. (laughs) And that's, and it's so, it's so funny because I've had several, I've had several of my guests already do that where they'll Mm -hmm. just like, Non, non-invertently, they'll use the word elevate and they're like, ah, oh, I saw what you did there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, you know, but I bet, I bet none of them let you down though, Kyle. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, not yet. I mean, there's still no, I'm not. There so far, nothing's been great. There you go. <laughs> um, but so the, the program is based on empowering yourself to be the person you want to be and, right. um, and, and recognize this, that you're already, believe it or not, this is going to sound crazy you are already the person that you want to be. You just got to find that person and think about what it looks like. Yeah. You find your purpose. You know, I mean, I, you know, 
I bet you, you found your purpose, right? A hundred percent. Have you, you are solid on your purpose. I found my purpose back in 2000 ish. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm still living that purpose. I, Mm -hmm. I'm a full-time paramedic and I help people. Right. I go out there when people can't help themselves and, and I do what I can to help them. I use the knowledge to, uh, that I've learned over the years in the medical field and not only being a, a paramedic, but being a respiratory therapist and working in the ICU and the ERs and level one trauma centers that I teach what I've learned through to the next generation of paramedics and respiratory therapists, if I can. So that's my purpose. And I, and I'm totally down with that, you know, and I like my purpose. I'm good at my purpose. I enjoy sharing my purpose and, 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 do you, when you're doing your coaching program, you know, do, is that something you emphasize if people don't know their purpose before they come in? Do you like talk a little bit more about your coaching program and, and kind of the philosophy and what you try to, and who you try to help or wh- who comes to you to get, to get coaching? Is it business? Yeah. Is it personal? Like, what yeah. is that? Share a little bit about that. Absolutely. Can, can I answer that question with a question before I get started? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you, you got into purpose. Let, let me ask you this. Um, sure. Ha- have you ever felt like you, like, even after you found your purpose, Kyle, have you ever felt like you no longer knew what your purpose was? Did you ever have a moment where you were like, maybe this isn't my purpose? Yeah, because there was a couple of different times where I split off from what my purpose was mm-hmm. and went into other avenues uh, for career. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there was still a little sprinkle of, you know, when I went into, when I went into sales, I was doing it to get that on my resume. I left the restaurant therapy world and went and sold windows and doors, right? Oh, because wow. I knew windows and doors, because that's how I put my through co- self through college is yeah. windows and doors with my dad installing them. So I knew that world. So my purpose and purpose can change, right? You know, like my purpose back in the two thousands was to help my mom live two more years. That was my purpose back then. My purpose now is to help my community that I live in. I had a purpose for a long time to raise my kids. Like my wife and I wanted to raise our kids. So, yeah. you know, spring Sprinkled into, you know, the, the overall, overall arching of the purpose, there's always going to be new purposes that, that take precedence, you know, where you're still, you're still, you know, I was still a paramedic while I was raising my kids. So yes, when I would go to work, I would you know turn the switch on. Okay. Be my purpose for that. And then I come yeah. back and then my purpose was to raise them as best as my wife and I could, could, could at the time, yes. you know, and, and so, yes, you know, purpose isn't just one thing, you know, in my opinion, it's multiple things during your life. You know, my purpose now, as we talked about earlier, and I'll kind of share a little bit as I'm creating a course and that's going to extend my EMS and my, my first responder purpose, yeah. uh, to after I'm done doing EMS and can physically do on the truck, I can teach people, you know, tell I'm old enough not to talk, you know, or, or what have you. So, you know, so my purpose is, is, you know, I'm, I'm creating another purpose inside of my existing purpose right now as we speak. So yes, purpose changes and it can change. So I I completely agree with you. Exactly. We're we're on the same wavelength here, right? Right. (laughs) So I I asked you that because a lot of people I feel like don't often recognize that. So I'm going back to that identity thing for a moment where, that I struggled so much with when I was losing my vision. Um, the thing is, we never, you know, part of me growing every day is me learning more about me every single day, right? Um, and so as I learn more about myself, I start to uncover, you know, different thought process, my ability to grow, what works for me, what doesn't in different situations. And so when I created my coaching programs, I want individuals to, one, recognize that they can learn more about themselves as individuals and recognize that they're stronger than what they might think. And so in the coaching program, it's about identity. It's about, you know, visualizing what those next steps look like. Um, mm-hmm. And then being okay with some transition and pivoting. So I market myself to individuals either going through transitions in life, through doing some pivoting, ultimately individuals that recognize that, hey, maybe this school or college career that I went through has left me incomplete. Mm-hmm. And so I need some direction. And we have those conversations. If it could be a business or what have you, I'm definitely, you know, I've definitely worked with a few business consultants as well. But working with individuals that say, hey, you know, my college career has left me incomplete. I'm trying to figure out what next looks like. 
I don't know if more is out there for me. And right. we are Vision of Hope, the Recognize Your Vision program is here to let them know that more is out there for them. Um, That's awesome. You you said another word that keeps on popping into the podcast. It's weird. You know, the word elevate just works its way in when we're talking about trying to be positive. And then the other word that comes in Mm. is pivot. (laughs) I don't know why that's actually been a part of, I think, every podcast. The word pivot has and maybe maybe only two, three now, but but pivot. And every time I hear the word pivot, you probably saw me. If you rewind, you probably saw me smile real quick. I'm like, oh, he's talking about something heartfelt. I'm just smiling at the word pivot because I always (laughs) think of the Friends episode pivot. Pivot. Yes, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I think yeah. that's such a, I think that's such a great, you know, that's a great thing to talk about, uh, you know, and to mention that, you know, like when I had to pivot from taking care of the people that were strangers at a hospital to now taking care of my mom, as my dad and I took care of my mom with a couple of sprinkles of, of other loved ones every once in a while. But we were the the main caregiver for two full years with her, and I eventually became the full blown. Um, you know, uh, decision maker for her health. And okay. that was a little different to be 26 years old and be responsible for, you know, essentially if your mom lives or dies, you know, when she's sick, super sick and making those decisions. But, you know, I was, I still feel that I was one of the best people for that in my family because I had the medical background. Nobody wants to, you know, we had the conversation with her. She didn't want to be on life support her whole life and, and whatnot. So, you know, that pivot, was a small pivot because I went from people I didn't know to people I did know, which was still kind of tough because there was times when I had to do life-saving interventions on her. Mm -hmm. You know, there was like two different times I ended up doing major life-saving interventions on her in a a spur of the moment when she went on responsive a couple different times. So that pivot, now when when that day after she passed, there was a tremendous amount of weight that I didn't know I was carrying. And... And it, it, it came down on me like a, like a freaking elephant, but it, it was also relief because of, I knew I was there for her, right? There was, there was, there was nothing negative about that, about that weight. It was, it was, there was a big weight. It was, I'm glad I could be there for her and my dad and my loved ones because it was, it was one of those things where I never grieved during that time frame. I only grieved after she passed yeah. and, and to pivot from that back into the rest of my, oh, now I'm newly married. And like she was, she was at my wedding. Um, thank goodness. Uh, she didn't get to meet my kids, but she was at my wedding. Mm-hmm. So I'm newly married. I'm getting ready to have children. And now I'm pivoting into a whole new situation. Right. Yeah. And I love that word pivot. I know that was a long story to get back to the word pivot, but, yeah. but we're okay pivoting, you know, within our purpose, once we find our purpose to different parts of our life that could need more purpose or, yeah. or additional purpose once we do it. So I love that. I love that word. I hope it, I hope it comes up in every podcast yeah, <laughs> just organically like it has. So, you know, th- there's no question about it. And I think there's such a strong misconception about pivoting that some of the people think that they're not supposed to pivot. This was supposed to be it. Right. This was there was a straight line to B and I was supposed to go from A to mm. B and that's it. And that is not realistic. You know, like, right. I mean, if it, if that happens for you, that's yeah. awesome. But it's okay to pivot. Right. And that's another thing, you know, to part of elevating yourself is to understand just that. Yeah. Is that we are, we can allow ourselves to pivot. You know, there were there for a while, you know, I had a new job every two years, a new place of employment. And maybe it was just, I don't know why I did that. I don't know if I got sick of the other place or I wanted to see what else was out there. If I wanted to go into sales, you know, that's why I went and, you know, sold windows for a while. So I can get that on my resume. I finally was hired in medical sales eventually. So it had helped. So don't, and I actually was on another podcast specifically about that. All the different times that I've pivoted within my career, I still kept it for the most part in the healthcare realm, except for that one time I went and sold sold windows and doors, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but it was something I knew, you know, so it wasn't that big of a pivot. So don't Mm -hmm. be afraid to pivot people because part of elevation is pivoting to a place where you may find more joy or more, or more success. So, you know, just, just know that, that pivoting isn't a failure because I don't, I also don't believe in failure. 
You know, what's your, what's your view on failure? If someone were to ask you, I just feel like I'm a failure. What would yeah. you, if you, if we can tap into the coaching brain for a couple minutes for, uh, what's your advice on, on failure? So our yeah. elevators can hear that failure is not just kind of like the struggle to success thing. Failure is not always a bad thing. <laughs> right. That's where I'm at. Do I believe in, um, the word fail or failure? I mean, it, it's a real word. It's a thing, right? Um, but the, the way that you said it, was like, oh, I'm a failure. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in that. Um, nice. <laughs> but, but failure, you know, you, you will have failures in your life. Like that, that's just realistic. I know we might not like that word. You, some people might feel like I'm <laughs> cursing at them right now, but, but it's, it's a thing. Okay. It is a thing. It's a thing. And, and I've had a few tough ones, right? <laughs> oh, gosh. You know, people would think that I would say the hardest part of my journey was my blindness, right? I would tell you that when I thought I had it all figured out in my undergraduate degree and I was going to get my master's at rehabilitation counseling at Penn State University and I didn't get into that program. Mm. Well, that's a good thing because you probably should have gone to Ohio State. Oh, <laughs> you know, Sorry, I, 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 I would tell you that that was one of my biggest failures. Because mm. I thought I had everything figured out. I thought it was A to B. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. when that didn't work out, I started questioning everything I had done the past five years. So, for example, when we talk about, like, I, when I first lost my vision, I was going to join the football team and I was going to do all these different things. That didn't work out. So then I joined the marching band, right? Yeah. And so I started thinking about pivoting a lot more in high school and everything like that and in college. But when I thought I had it all figured out and I, I only applied to that one school at, at first and I didn't get in, I had to think like, okay, like that felt like a pretty big failure to me. But what I learned in that journey with that struggle, with that failure turned, it, it, it really was the true elevation of my problem-solving mindset. And that's truly how I market myself as the problem-solving coach. That's awesome. I love that. That's fantastic. You know, it's it's one of those things where you've given me, you know, there's so many there's so many offshoots of what we've talked about already that I'm like, yeah. "Oh, I need to have a podcast on that." Yeah. Because I think I think once I get a few people on my podcast, we will we'll go into like a roundtable discussion about the word failure. Yeah. And and we'll just have a deep dive in the word failure because we can share our failures and how we came through it and what the successes were after the failures. I've got several failures in my life including one that almost killed my daughter. Um, so, well, okay. not killed, but she almost, she was very sick and okay. I failed to recognize the signs, you know? So, I mean, okay. that's the nutshell. Okay. So that's a pretty big one. And I struggled very long time with that one. And, yeah. uh, but you know, she's at the Ohio state university now as a freshman, getting ready to watch him to whoop up on the, uh, min, uh, this weekend, I believe it's, uh, uh, the Terps is who we're playing. We're, we're going to get to you guys next. So, okay. Soon. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess I, I don't claim Penn state really. I did work. Oh, there. you don't. Okay. Okay. No, who no, do you I claim? I don't claim Penn state. I, I don't watch okay. a lot of college sports if I'm being honest with you. Okay. Um, no, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, but no, I'll say awesome. this: what's happening in Colorado is something really special right now. Oh, I love um, it! I love. I'm I'm totally down with it. I think know. I freaking love that coach. You know, and I know he's boisterous, and but you know what? He speaks the truth, and I like it. You know, and and that's Finally. what it's all, that, that's what it's all about. You know what Deion Sanders is doing? He he's telling the yep. truth to the media. He's telling I'm, the truth I'm, to his staff. Right? He's telling yes. the truth to his. his I know. His players, right? And so ultimately, yeah. right, if, if we're going to talk about failure, let's talk about it, okay? Is it a thing? <laughs> yes, it's a thing. But tell yourself that, recognize it, so that you can move Ooh. through it. Right, because you're going to move uh, through uh, it. Uh, There's uh, going to be a success. <laughs> I'm getting excited here, Kyle. You know, I know, I know, excited. I know. This is great. <laughs> you know, when you get two, when you get two positive-minded people in the room that really like to to uh, help people, and that's what we have a heart for doing. Because you know, God knows, being a paramedic and in healthcare like I am, if you don't have a heart to help, you know, then you shouldn't be in it. You know, and you're a coach, and I you know people have asked me in the past, like, would you ever want to be a life coach? And 
I never thought I could be, but talking to guests and hearing some of the stories and doing some of the background stuff that I've done on for myself yeah. uh, to get myself to elevate through my entrepreneurship, uh, because um, this is another thing you, I think you, I think I told you that I became a voiceover actor five years ago yeah. and um, you know, I've, I've, you know, started entrepreneurs with that started podcasts, you know, that, yeah. that all is, is part of my journey and a part of my identity now. So, you know, that's fantastic. Um, you know, we'd like to do something We're we're going to wrap up this real quick, uh, you know, because this is the elevate podcast. Um, I have a segment at the end of every show called the elevator pitch. Okay. So if you know what the elevator pitch is in, in medical sales or in sales is when you're on the elevator for 30 or 40 seconds with somebody and you've got that short period of time. Yeah. So some quick hitters, some some things. So I got a couple of questions here I'm going to ask you about that uh, put on that elevator pitch where you're only with that person for the for the next 30 seconds or 40 seconds and then yeah. tell us what you think from the question. So if uh, like because we are global, because we're on the Internet talking about this stuff and anybody in the world could hear us yeah. uh, once we launch this is um, if you had the uh, entire world's world's attention, which you kind of do on podcasts uh, in a global elevator, it'd be a pretty big elevator, right? Mm -hmm. Full of silence where nobody's talking back. They're just hearing what you have to say. What would be your elevator pitch to them? Excellent. So potential. Potential mm -hmm. is only unachieved greatness. But recognize that you have the potential to do something great, whatever any roadblocks you have going on or what have you, you can overcome them. And so I welcome you to come join me for some of my coaching programs. But ultimately, I also have a free guide, How to Win Every Day. And so check out the How to Win Every Day guide to start implementing what this looks like for you. Ultimately, you're you, you're enough. What you want to be is already out there for you. So let's work together and go get it. That's awesome. And we'll put that guide in the link below uh, so we can make sure people it's a clickable link so they can get right to it. All right. Last question here on the elevator pitch, kind of the same concept. But this one is uh, always a fun one to list to hear what people say. Yeah. 30 seconds in an elevator with your elevator pitch right. of your person of choice. Who would it be and what would be your elevator pitch to them and why? That's like three questions in one. So, so who, who would it be? Uh, what would be your pitch, your 30 second pitch to them? And then why would you be a pitch it that way? That's a, that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. Let me make sure. I'm really I'm, keeping you on your toes. Yeah. I like it. Let me just make sure I understand. <laughs> Is this someone that I would want to work with me or just someone I'd want to learn from? Uh, anybody, any person of choice. So you choose who it would be. Um, anybody that's ever been in the world. Whether okay. like this is one of those eh, if you could have a time machine type of questions like anybody not living, not not, you know, uh, it could be not living. It could be someone who you mentor right now. Anybody like anyone that, you know, that, man, if I could just have 30 seconds and tell them uh, my elevator pitch and then why, why I would say that. Um, Martin Luther King, Jr. Um, he's an individual who's had a mm. dream. He, he had a dream, right? Such a good one. And he's an individual that recognized that more is out there for him, but not only him, the rest of the world. Mm. And I believe that as well in terms of empowerment. I want to empower one. I want to empower all. That's my dream. And so being able to explain what it is we can do together, what it looks like for us to move forward. Not saying that I'm comparing myself to Martin Luther King Jr. I'm not. You know, um, I but, mean, it's okay. I mean, I mean, but, we've got to have, all of us have to have a little bit of him in him, in us, period, you know, to be successful. Because just being real, the vision that he had, right? When yeah. it wasn't, quote unquote, yep. popular, right? Right. You know? I mean, his famous speech, uh, little white girls play with little black girls, you know, right. little white boys play with little black boy. You know, exactly. like that was that was such a huge thing growing up. And I didn't you know, I one of my best friends, my very first neighborhood I remember living in, one of my best friends was was a black kid. And yeah. it was I've never had that situation where it was where there was divide. It was we were all the same. We we're just, you know, we're just two little kids playing, you know. Exactly. Exactly. And so. Th that would be the person for me to learn and, um, you know, ma make some more connections in that way. And just the, the, ha having that vision when nobody else, ha uh, no one else had it, you know, 
or right. no, no one else. A lot of it's just yeah, there's just so much there. Bravery. You put me on the there spot there, there. No, that's a good one. I love that. I love that. I yeah. mean, he he showed a lot of uh, charisma. He showed courageousness. He showed strength. And mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately, you know, the time frame. Unfortunately, things yeah didn't abs- go yeah, well. But, sure, sure. Um, but. At least his vision has lived on, and a lot of people like yourself, you never, you weren't alive when he was alive, you mm-hmm. know. And you, you through learnings, you've you've understood what he's wanted to put out to the world, and now you're doing it too. That's a hun- amazing, a hundred percent, and recognizing that we all have, you know, our, our mm-hmm. dreams are out there, and they're all attainable. Yeah, they are. You just got to believe. Yep. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you very much for coming on the Elevate podcast. I really appreciate it. Real quick, before we go, just go ahead and before I do my little send off, go ahead and tell people how they can get a hold of you the best way, where, what socials you're on, yeah. uh, your website. You know, we are going to put a link in all of that below, but go ahead and just verbally say it in case someone's listening to this on their car drive and they can uh, and commit it to memory. Go ahead and tell us all about that. Yeah, absolutely. So you can also check out my podcast, the Speak Your Vision podcast on all podcasting platforms, YouTube, um, Spotify, Apple, all that. Um, You can also find me on Instagram at Vision of Hope 20 or just type in Tariq Williams on Instagram, TikTok, um, and we are visionofhope.com for coaching. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, Tariq, thanks so much for coming on. I know that uh, we we got connected through the awesome Facebook podcast thing. So I've had a lot of great guests and uh, I'm sure we'll have more. Uh, But just want to make sure that our listeners know that to subscribe, like, and share. When I say share, if you've heard this message and there was just a sliver of something that you thought one of your friends or someone you know would like to hear, don't hesitate to share this uh, podcast with them, whether that be on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all the major platforms. Uh, Soon to be YouTube podcast is coming out soon. So keep an eye out for that. I know that's coming down the pipe. And uh, don't forget that we do have on our website, elevate.org, we do have merchandise. So we have our logo, which you see in the top right corner there. Uh, That that Elevate podcast logo is now a t-shirt. You can come and help support the channel by buying a cool looking t-shirt that uh that everybody i show is like that's an awesome t-shirt so don't hesitate <laughs> to go look at that it's um it's uh you know it's full of uh our little shop is full of, of merch with our logo on it and uh, we just invite you to be uh, to to know more about us go ahead and find uh elevate e11 so the 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 11 is is kind of a spin on on the group that we were in that that created this so it's elevate with the word with uh, the number 11 as your l's and an extra l so <laughs> but i appreciate you tuning in Tariq. thanks so much for coming on i can't wait to be on your podcast if you'll have me <laughs> yes sir yes sir <laughs> we can we can talk about all kinds of different stuff so you with with hearing a little bit about my story we definitely are going to have Tariq on again i really love the idea of having a failure uh and how it had how we succeeded through it I, I can't wait to have a a podcast on on failure and get get a few people that are like-minded and and have that I don't fail but failure still makes me strong if I do fail you know but it's not it's not a failure it's a it's a it's a success because you use it right <laughs> L- lesson learned lesson learned lesson learned <laughs> all right Tariq thank you so much for coming on and we appreciate it and uh uh take care everybody my pleasure have a good one everyone